Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And on today's episode, we are going to be checking out a solution for dynamic reactive forms. Should be pretty cool, pretty exciting. Uh, we're looking forward to diving into this topic. So let's get at it. Let's say hi to our panelists. Today, we've got Alyssa Nichol with us. Alyssa, how's it going? Oh, it's going wonderful. I'm so glad to be here. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Austin McDaniel's with us. Austin, what's going on? Hey, everyone. All right. <laughs> Giving us the wink. Awesome. And for everybody who's just listened to the audio, Austin just winked at us, right? And our our guest today is Juan Stopa. Juan, how's it going? Hi. How are you doing, all right? Thank you, doing one. Glad to have you here. Glad to have you here. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our viewers? Let us let them know a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm um, I'm Argentinian actually, <laughs> living in London for a long time. Um, been doing software development probably for around 15 years, something like that, and uh, an Angular around four or five years. Yeah. So um, yeah, I live in London. I think I said that already. Cool, cool. Right. And you've been just doing the uh, latest Angular. Well, it's kind of weird. Like now, it's been a couple of years since we do Angular versus like Angular JS. But did you do any <laughs> Angular JS back in the day? Yeah. So, so I did. I did start Angular JS. Um, probably, I think I came across about it like four years ago. And um, and yeah, I, we started implementing in the in the company where where I used to work for and. Um, uh, in my current company, we also implemented it first, but then we were creating a new product, and it was just when when we launched, and they launched uh, Angular um, two at the end of 2017, beginning of 2018. No, sorry, the to end of 2016. Yeah. So um, and yeah, and from there, just doing pure Angular um, two. Actually, I haven't been doing Angular JS for for a while, so. I did, so you launched one that was Angular JS. Did you then convert that to Angular? No, actually, we we started from scratch. So so that's why um, that's why it was good to that we caught in that in that time. I think I think it would have been really hard if if uh, moving. You know, I think a lot of companies are having problems with that. Just um, it's it's just the investment behind having to do the upgrade. I think is yeah, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, I did the kind of the same route. I guess back in the day, though, at that at that time, there wasn't really like ng upgrade or anything or or uh, the upgrade stuff and that path as well to kind of like run hybrid and two at the same time. So you were kind of at that point where you're like, okay, do I just rewrite this? You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think back then our product was very small, so so it wasn't that difficult. So that was that was good. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right, so dynamic reactive forms. Uh, what are we What are we getting into today? Yeah, so so what, what I'm going to show you is a few, you know, um, a few slides just showing why um, why I believe dynamic reactive forms is a good idea, and uh, and I'm, I'm going to show you also a framework that I've been working on. Um, I presented this one last year, the Angular Connect, and um, and yeah, I just I just want to walk you through and, and, and explain you how, how it works. So if you want, I can can show my slides. Um, yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. Just um, this. 
I think. Can you see it? We can see it. All right, cool. All right, so so I'm going to just try to explain uh, initially. So how how dynamics uh, reactive form. So I think if you if you go into the Angular website, there is a um, it's an int a quick introduction of a, of a dynamic forms. So it explains what, what it is, you know, it's, it's pretty much um, using reactive forms is pretty much just follow, uh, building a, a data structure and then plugging into the reactive form and, and, and rendering on the, on the front end. Um, so and that, that's, that's pretty, pretty much what it is. Um, so, and, and, but everyone will, you know, might, might think why, why, use reactive dynamic reactive form you know why why not just hard code the forms and and i think it's is um it's a good point when 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 the forms are very large and um or where the forms uh, uh, or if you have multiple forms across the, the applications and if you, if you have too many forms I, I i found it very useful to to have it dynamic and um and also sometimes it's just it's quicker prototyping because you can you know, just build a JSON, and the JSON will just render the, the fields and form, and uh, and uh, it makes it easy to. And if you need to show to someone or or to quickly change something rather than having to go and, and modify a whole template, you know, to 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 do that. So um, and and what I think is when not to use re reactive form. I think is if you have a very simple form that that would, would hardly ever change. Um, so let, let's say that you have a login screen. You know this. There's no point of, of trying to run, render something dynamically, or you have a functionality that is very, very specific, and 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 you probably don't even use um, um, fields or, or that sort of things. I've seen reactive form being used, you know, for for all sort of different idea where you don't even have fields. Um, but anyway, um, so so the problem then when it, when it comes with, with reactive forms is or with dynamic reactive form is that um, what about the look and feel? You know, is is you get to these points where where um, your fields is pretty much one after the other one. You know, if you, whatever if you want to split your form or your fields across the screens and and do some some other fancy things, and and that's where we you get into into it, it needs to be kind of like a continuous uh, um, you know list of fields to you know to be able to do that. Um, and then is is really apply, applying the conditional validation. For instance, is if you want, um, let's say, a field to be required based on the value of another field, and that that's where where it gets into those those things that you are very you can very easily do it with 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 template uh, with a with a um, with a template, but not in, in dynamic reactive forms. So um, then you know building making it extendable is also another problem because. Because you might have, you know, a certain, you know, list of fields that you, you can show, but then you need to modify your schema in order to, to show your other fields, and, and it just gets um, um, very difficult. And then you move from one problem to another problem, and now is handling a massive JSON that, that is, you know, that will contain all your fields, and, and it's all so cool. But, but then basically, you, you came from a very hard coded form that. That is, is you know it, it needs to be it's very difficult to modify to another problem that is modifying JSON and 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 that's that's the the, the biggest you know, problem and, and that's where 
I come in with a with a solution I've been working in the last few months. And I call him FormQL. Um, the reason I call it FormQL because he's is is kind of have the the same paradigm as, as GraphQL. Is is um, you know in in GraphQL you you have a query and you get your data from your server and and this is more or less the the way that the FormQL works. And, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain you exactly what what it means. One thing is that. Uh, I'm not using NGRX anymore. I used to, the, the demo that I did back in, in Angular Connect is it, it was using NGRX. I think is um, I decided to remove it and I'll explain it later why. And the, the only problem is that we're not going to have be able to do the, the you know, the, the Redux uh, tool with, with F12 where you can see your, your data and all that, but, but, um, but that's fine. So, um, so yeah, so what, what FormQL allows you to do is, you have a drag and drop editor where you can you know drag and drop your, your fills in the form. Um, you have a this is something that I, I added in the last few months. This is a CSS grid template. So that that's if you want you know your your form to look different and you want to put fills in different areas on the screen, you, you can you can do with this. You, you can do that with it. And um, so of course when it, it, it allows you to do conditional validation and also you can extend it using your custom components. So, um, and I'll show you that, what, what it is. Um, so, and I, I have a, a quick demo, John can, can show you. And uh, let me, um, so this is, um, uh, can you see it there, right? Yep. Yes, I can see it. Uh, I, know, so I don't know if you have any questions so far, or, or maybe if, if it makes sense what, what, what I said so far. Yep. And, yeah, so the, the general idea is that uh, as developers here, we're thinking about like how could we model our form in terms of the fields and the data types into something like JSON data, and then have that auto build out all the markup and everything that we need for our, for our individual forms. Is that kind of the approach here? Yeah, that, that that's the approach. You know, it's um, I but i had this problem really in, in working on the enterprise where, where you really see a lot of a lot of um different kind of forms you know um sometimes you you i think it's pretty much in the enterprise is is you know the requirement is you have i have this paper form of 30 pages and i want to put it in the computer you know and and, uh, and i want to look pretty much the same you know so, and, uh, and that's when you when you get a, the challenge um Sometimes you know you can argue back, and sometimes it's, it's, it's a good point. And so I think it's, this is is kind of trying to get there in the middle, you know. Where, where okay, um, three questions. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> okay, you said NGRX line through it. Do you care to talk about that real quick? Okay. Um, so why I'm not using it anymore? You mean? Um, Yes. All right. So, um, I think is is so. It's, I'm, I'm going to show you later. But but what I'm trying to do here is just to separate what I call the metadata and the and the actual data. You know, the, or transactional data. I, I, I call it the transactional data will be the the information that you type in. You know, is that that's pretty much is your data that's going to be sent to the server when you say the form. Um, so what, what I, I used to, to do before is to have two, um, so it, I have in my component, I have a, the, the list of um, uh, reactive forms and all the tree structure. And then in the, in the NGRX store, I used to have 
my um, metadata structure and my data. And I used to store it. That, but but I, I, I just found that, that um, I could do it easily in another way that, that is using subject. Can kind of go back to that. I'm not sure if everyone will agree with that, but but um, but I think I found you know from going into to having the whole NGRX store with different area you know and four files and and all that sort of thing. I went to have only one file with with just a, a few um, few uh, indication file store. I think is is um, um, I, I I I I still like NGRX. I think, but I will use it in. In some sort of, um, you know, when you have a dashboard and you need to do several web service call and you kind of need to to handle the state, but but yeah, anyway. So that's the first question. <laughs> Sorry. So um, next question: uh, Are you using JSON schema specification to specify your form? Uh, no, and that's a really good question. I think. Um, a, no, I'm not. I'm not using just a schema specification. The thing is, um, my take on that, I think, is that, um, I'm planning to use it, but uh, but I want more my um, every component to to have uh, to dictate how the data is going to be uh, pushed, and I, I I'm going to show you later what what I mean with that. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't use the JSON schema. It's JSON schema structure, yeah. Okay, third question. <laughs> <laughs> One could argue that yeah. uh, we have actually moved away from a pattern of describing our components as JSON documents to being more web-driven, like a... Um, uh, declarative syntax. You know, if we think back to jQuery days, we would initialize something and give it a box of options, <laughs> um, uh, objects, and uh, then it would render. And we've since moved away from that to a very more declarative approach, which fits more naturally in the DOM. Uh, this kind of goes backwards to that JSON approach. Um, what is like the uh, uh, like the thought process of why why describe that in JSON when you could just as easily like abstract components to be pretty generic and then just lay them out however you want? Yeah, no, that, that's that's a really good point, and I think it's it's probably the the challenge for all these sort of a solution. Um, so I'm my take on that is that. We in the way that the the, um, that the framework works is that you define what component you wanna you wanna use, but then that component, but well, the component that fill is loaded using a dynamic component loader, and then from there you are in control of of how you declare your frame your your component. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can show you later, but uh, um, so for instance, I give an example. I don't know if you're looking at the screen. Um, I've got a, this first name, right? And this one is calling this component. And that component is, is well specified. And I'll show you later where. And, um, and from there, it's, it's pretty much you're receiving a, 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 a 
for a dynamic form, a, a form group, and then from there you just treat it as a as you would you know as you were using any form. So it's really it's about it's about where to render the fields on the form, and then anything else just work exactly the same. I don't know if that 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 makes sense or <laughs> close enough. <laughs> right. Okay. But I I mean I I, I it's a it's a very valid challenge. I think he says he said, and I, I kind of knew that. I don't know why I thought that you were going to ask me that. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry. It's because you know him. <laughs> I've been I've been following them. I've been following the you know the, the show for a couple of times. But I think it's I really like your question. I think it's it's, it's great. What you went you went straight to the point. And I think it's it's very valid point. A very valid point. I've actually built one of these before, and you. We made it where you could drag and drop the form fields. So, like, a, a business dude could like drag and drop the form fields, and then like we would just basically save like this metadata about it, and then render it just like you're doing here. Right. Okay. Yeah. Is is pretty much that here also? Um, if you want, I can I can I can walk you through that. So it's it's, it's basically that. So you have here the when you hover over, you get the, the these fields. Right, and then you can, yeah. If you want, you can drag over to another place, you know, um, like that. Then mm -hmm. you can put it back if you want, you know, the sort of things. Um, the um, what other things? Well, I, I I can probably walk you through on on probably from from what I call the tree structure, but it's from the top. But it, we but I have this form and these uh, settings, and is is what we we call the form editor, and and mm -hmm. it's this is at the top, and it tells you, uh, again, using dynamic component loader is what um, component to load. The moment I have only one layout, that, that's, I call it layout, and, and it's, it's, the, it's, it's basically the main page of the form. So that's another thing that you can, can specify different ones if you want. The moment I have one, and, you know, the, let's say that you have a very particular form that, that you want to, you know, to put in, I don't know, Different ways, so you want to have some some uh, some level of customization there. Then you can do it in that, and then you need to follow a certain structure then just to to load the what is next after the form is the pages. Um, at the moment, so and, and you know this is really a work in progress, but I wanted to to show you know how, how it is. And the next thing that the um, don't get too scared about this one, but, but I'll show you what it is. Um, so here, then then you get the page. So um, the, the the way that the tree structure works is that you can have a um, multiple pages if you want. So in case let's say that you want to build a wizard, right? Where you want your buttons to go back and forward and that sort of thing. So it's not built yet, but that's the 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 idea going forward. Um, so and and there's something that I, and and here's where where I wanted to show you the the where the where where I'm using CSS grid. Right, and uh, as you can see here, I mean, I mean are, are you familiar with CSS Grid or have you used it before? Okay, cool. You probably hear about this website um, that is called um, Laid Out. Um, so, uh, so what 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 this website allows you is just to build something very, you know, a very easy uh, CSS Grid structure. We can say, you know, this is a, um, I don't know, let's say. Uh, I would say ID one, and then we call it this one. Uh, sorry, 
maybe two, um, maybe three. So at least on what it does, it creates areas on the background. Um, I'll explain you why, why when I go with this one, but basically pretty much this one gives you the code that you need to use if you want to um, to go and build this structure. Um, so this is pretty much what I'm using there. Um, I have a directive to just go and render uh, a page and it puts four four areas. In this case, for instance, it will be a four area. So, so what I build in here is, is the same thing. It's basically, this is describing a, um, a page with, with four areas and, and that's, that's what, what I have. Any question on that? Oh. That's I cool. Love it. I like it, yeah. <laughs> okay. So really quick, uh, Juan, and I dropped for a minute there, so maybe you already said this, but just in case, this editor that we're looking at here is providing us a way to design our forms that then will save that data out into something that then we can plug into our application and utilize with the, the form QL framework to render our forms in Angular, is that correct? You already yeah. Justin. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, sorry, absolutely. Sorry. I, my connection dropped. <laughs> Did you say yeah. that? Probably while I was gone. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that, that's exactly. So I have to hear this opening new window and basically it's the form uh, as, as it's render, right? So um, so for instance, if I were to, to say, I don't know, um, I want to move this section into here, right? That, to save it then you can just get in here, right? So um, does it have workflow where I could say like, don't let them click save until they put in, or don't let them put in their address until they put in their name or something like that? It does, it does, yeah. Um, oh. Can I come, come into that now in a minute? So um, of course, I mean, it's, it, this is this is very raw, this, this um, editor yet I'm, I'm doing a lot of work uh, you know bear in mind i'm not using i'm using the the native api for doing the drag and drop um i've been considering using cdk but then i ended up using the and i explain you why later and also i, I you know the, the one that i have in angular connect i was using dragula and uh, so i just dropped altogether that i'm not using also any framework i'm not i'm not using the material design for instance here i'm using for for the fields but the framework itself, it doesn't use anything. So, and, uh, and I, I can show you later that, but, but anyway, so if I save this one here and uh, let me just make sure that I went back to, to what it was. Um, so yeah, so, so what, what I will carry on in the, in the, in the order of the tree, then what, what you have here is the, the sections, right? Um, we, what, what I showed you before, it was the page with, with all the CSS grid identification then you have a section here where you can um say um so basically this, this one has uh three four four sections at the moment so this is one section which is indicated by these the three changes right here i have another section and here another section so but if you want to add another section you can just drag and drop like this one right and here i have two sections together um so it's the same thing. So the, the, the section have uh, a header and a body. So and if I click on here, you know, you, you get the same idea there is, is the, the template, the, te the header template and the body template. I'm planning to add a, a footer template and it will be applied to the page also, but 
but that, that will come later. Um, I don't know if it makes sense uh, so far. So it's, it's you know, the, this is the, the section that I just added and automatically add one page, um, sorry, um, just one row, right? It's, it's only what has one area. So the, the areas are, are actually the identifier to where the component, the, so in this case is to where the sections are dropped on the page and then you have the component dropped on the section. So it's, it's the same level of structure. It, it, does it make sense? I mean, you don't need to understand, but that, that pretty yeah, much. I, I think you... that makes sense. And then you're saying like it's a work in progress, right? But I could totally see that that those configurations that you slide out when you have the CSS grid values, like that could become something similar to that other site where you you have a UI for that, right? So yeah. then instead of typing those in, you're actually like building the grid right there and that as well. Yeah, it's really cool. Yes. Yeah, take your credit card once you go to that one. <laughs> um, um, one, one thing is here. So so I, I guess what you're saying, let's say that I want two, two sections, or you, you want to split here, this one. So that, that's what I you want to do. You can call this one whatever you want, but I tend to call it like this. And then you said I want two columns, right? So when you do that, um, Probably I, I need to do data validation around here, otherwise uh, it will break a bit. But basically, here I have, you see, I've got right. a the split, yeah, the body, yeah. So and then so and then the styles below that, um, there's like a field for styles. Is that just for any styles, or it's only for that field? Like the style is, is for the container around there. That so you can you can drop the same the same way that you do ng style. You can drop something there, you know, and and. And it's gonna be, I mean, I can't try it all, but it's pretty much that you, you put them, you know, I can I, I can try. I mean, it's, right? let's say that you put here something like um, background um, a color, I think. Right, that, that's a, I might put, um, I don't know if red like that would work. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's beautiful. Right. That's yeah, beautiful. Well, yeah. <laughs> I me if, I, if I remove that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then, so here, you know, I said this is the page section and component. And then I can drop the component there if I want, right? And, um, and then in here, you can select the component that you want to use. And this one is a list of components that, that are um, in the factory. So if you, for instance, if you include this framework into your own application and you put some, and that, that's where, where your question probably was going to be answered is that if you create your own component where you follow certain rules, and I'm going to show you later, then it's going to display here and you can use your own component there, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, so for instance, here I have, um, I have um, so the, the framework itself, the I separate it in three um, elements, in three packages. One is called FormQL Core. Uh, the other one is called FormQL Editor. So if, let's say if you go to production, you can completely remove the, the editor if you want and just use the core. Just that will give you this functionality here. And, um, and I have one also called FormQL Material. It's just to give you all the, the material design and that, that's what all these document these these components uh, bring 
So if, uh, if I do, for instance, data picker here, so this one's gonna convert into a data picker, is, um, that makes sense. So then um, is this similar to like uh, GraphQL and Graphical where it has the tool that when you install it locally into your project that you could run this same like form QL tool that we're looking at here on the website locally to edit your forms, is that? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, if you see the, the, the I'm actually, I'm gonna show you later, but, but I have the same thing here, got a stack blitz there. So um, if someone wants to play, I'm, I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not completely um, open it up out there. You know, I'm, I'm gonna do it very soon, but um, but it's just, um, I'm working on the documentation of this because it needs to be well documented. Otherwise it's very tricky to, to understand how it works. And, um, so, uh, but but yeah, it's it's you know it's just if people want to go and play around with this one. It's you know it's just, it's, it's, it works exactly the same. You know, you click on that, it takes a bit longer because it's behind the stack bleeds. You know, they need to initiate first, and then the form is loaded, uh, pretty much the same. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> um, I can walk you through through that up in in a minute if if you want. Um, so um, yes, sorry. The other thing that I wanted to show you is, is also here the rules, and I think that that's where where you can be happy. But uh, um, but yeah. So so here's first is the schema, and 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 again, you know, is is um, I'm not I'm not using the JSON schema, uh, but but here, let's say that you are doing some sort of um, contact, and you want to put a date, date of birth or something like that. So that's so when I set a, when I complete the date here, um, the information that I type in here is gonna end up in that in that field, in that in, in that part of the JSON. So you will get a JSON then, where they will have a contact and a date. And um, um, I'm using text mask also. Uh, I've been, you know, working with that. I just need to 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 make it work now. I did, was trying to to prepare an example today, but I couldn't finish. So, uh, uh, is is uh, I used it in in a mortgage um, application form that I did in in Angular Connect, is where where you can type the information about your mortgage, and then you you get two graphs as as you type them. You know, and um, but anyway, just go on and see the video <laughs> in Angular Connect if you if you want to see that. Um, and here and here there are the other the the other conditions that, that you can have. Um, by the way, this one is pink here is because that's a hidden field. So if you click on here, that becomes uh, visible. So by in the editor, I just don't roll them, show them as, as red. So it's pretty much if you if I go in here and I click, you know, it shows you if you unclick and then it gets hidden. And that is because I put a logic in rule here. They, Pretty much tells you that if you put contact or add comment different than true, then it means that that this one is going to be hidden. And so, is that like our template syntax that we're familiar with in Angular in terms of putting that into our markup? Yes, yes, it's pretty much the same. Thing is, um, um, it's, it's it's interesting here because it's it's every key, every time that you press a key, you know the the data in the form in the background, you you get the data generated. So this one is changed against that data that's been generated as, as you go. Um, and that is, is pretty much your model 
it will be in the in the in the angular way you know when when you build your form you have your model and and you would check it in as your your model That's cool. and yeah so it's the same thing for read only and required and um i'll show you you can you can have your own validators if you want and i'll show you in a minute how how I, i'm planning to do that um yeah yeah see the thing is that's um yeah, that, that's a bit <laughs> what um what I have. I I've got um, a few more slides there. If you want me, I don't know if you have another question or should I go through carry on with the slides? How do you actually see the data that you put in? That's <laughs> that's something I I lost with <laughs> with NGRX actually. That that that's, that was really good in with NGRX um. Um, I'm planning to to put something together here where you can click and and then another window will open and um, and you can see the the data in real time. I mean it's not it's not that difficult, but but yeah, it's I can't really show you that now. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry. Because before you were using the Redux Dev tools to inspect that, is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so you could you could go there and you 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 had three objects. One was the form. With all the metadata, the and the components and the and the data, and um, I mean that that's that's a cool part of React. The Redux. I think I was doing some some performance testing, and I think I will. I was also everything seems to be a bit slower. Also, you know, when it's specific, and specifically when when I was testing in the in the performance tools in 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 the developer tools. So, just probably, I guess React React just doing a bit more work than what it needs to do now and and yeah so so yeah i let me let me see what um okay i, I think do you, do you want to carry on with the with the slides perhaps and yeah and, yeah, yeah for sure all right so so yeah this is uh well this is the redux store this is actually something that i borrowed from the from the um, slides that i have in the, in the conference and but yeah, this is pretty much explaining what 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 happened there. You know, layout pages, sections, and, and components. Um, then the same thing here is is you know is we have the form metadata in the background, and then we have the the reactive forms using the the array of form groups that is being matched to, with, with the form metadata, and that that's pretty much is if you wanna you know get your your the status of your form at the page level or the section level or the component level, then you, you can do that or of the the entire form. And um and yeah and I think the, this is what what you you will see the, there in the stack plates is that this is what the, the form QL has, but then you have this is pretty much a package that you install inside your application. And then you can have outside of you know in your application your custom layouts. Your custom components and your custom validators, and also there is a custom service. I'll, I'll show you how how I do that. But but it's basically is um, I'm using a provider where you can identify you know what service to use, and then the service needs to match implement an interface. Then you, need, you just need to do that. But I'll, I'll show you in a minute that too. Um, Really quick, um, yep. back on that last slide. Yep. So then, form QL is 
using all the reactive forms under the hood essentially or tying into them so is that correct yeah it's, it's all using reactive forms in the, okay in the... so then it, would there be a case like if we needed to get a hold of one of those form fields um through the reactive forms in our code we'd be able to still do that in this scenario yes it's so yes yeah, so, so what what um what i did is um the, the form there is an input that you can you can pass a reactive form if you want and then the um, form kill what, what it will do is will attach to that reactive form so you could have access to that outside of the form that that's one way or or you can have access to in your own component custom component but you get just the the form group of of that specific component and then from there you can you know look at it from from different places connect to like value changes or whatever you might need to do right exactly yeah yes right. okay um so the, yeah I, I mentioned um this one so so we have a the form ql core and the and the editor then there is um a um a material is i call this one like like bundles and i'm planning to create you know i'm want to create another one for bootstrap and maybe you know any any other one for for the for the design, uh, they call it system design, I think, or the design frameworks. Um, so, um, and yeah, and th this is what I'm planning to do, uh, just create, yeah, design system, <laughs> that's what I meant. Uh, create a, another bundles for the design systems. Um, there is one, something there with, with, the, with the responsive design, you know, as you, so what happens if your form becomes very small for mobile, you know, would probably implement something so you can define how your forms should render in um, in mobile or in um, in a desktop. Of course, I mean you could create two forms, you know, one for mobile and form one for one, but then you need to to kind of um, maintain two forms. Um, yeah, then then the the one to end relationship is another another tricky one um, because it's pretty much. Uh, it's like a, having a form inside a form, but but I'm, it's not that I'm planning to do that. But I is planning to use the what is um, a section and just treat it as a one-to-end relationship. So so it is just put a footer with a button, and then as you click the button, then you repeat the body. As, is one-to-end yeah. something I should know? I feel like I don't I don't I haven't heard of one. Is that like what is that? Uh, sorry, no, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, it's, it's pretty much an array. It's, it's an array in your, let, let's say in, in your data structure, you have somewhere like uh, like an array. Um, it, it, let's, let's say that this is, you know, a form for a contact and you want to put, um, I don't know, how many um, telephone number, you have more than one telephone number, right? And then you can want to add as many as you want. So, so it's, it's uh, that ability to repeat the, the fields so you and then mm. you can add new add new you know and you can just keep adding and okay. that will be stored in, in a list of like, like an array yeah it's one twenty. it's a very very database i <laughs> gotcha yeah, yeah that's... i was like i don't think that's a css thing so <laughs> <laughs> okay. i'm lost <laughs> okay i gotcha thank you <laughs> yeah. no and um and then the the, the wizard feature i think is is something i'm thinking well, potentially, it's like like um, 
rendering pages. So having a special layout, there's a the wizard layout and have the um the the so kind of tabs, I would say, and then navigate back and forward through different pages. Um I'm just trying to see how I could work that out with together with the router. So you can you can maybe change the router every time that you show a new page rather than um then you really want to want your state to be controlled by the router rather than, than or by the router, how we say. All right, and, and then you know implementing internationalization sorry, <laughs> and uh, localization. I think is that's something that I want to 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 look at, and and it's it's it's, it's a very interesting and challenging um, feature. Well, but yeah. Yeah, and, uh, like one of the toughest things I've always run into with that when you do the internationalization and localization is, especially with forms, is now the translation of those form field like labels and the layout when you're talking like responsive design and stuff, right? That's when it gets real, real tricky. Yeah, yeah, no, it's <laughs> task, yeah. it's it's crazy. Yeah, I think it's a... if you have jokes, you've got to get those totally redone because every time I tell jokes to other people that that are not in the US, they always, I always just fall flat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. Um, Imagine Austin up on stage and like the audience is completely silent. Like, <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any other joke. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right, and uh, and yeah, that that's that's pretty much it with the with the with the, my slides. Um, um, I I wanted to show you something, and um, is is in this. Uh, I I can walk you through through that stack bits up if you want, and and um, so uh, so this one for instance is um, is one where I implemented. I, I kind of you know it, it, something to 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 understand also is the I'm using the router to to define the form that you want to load, and that's pretty much just to make it easier to to load. Otherwise, I need to put the big list somewhere just with the list of forms, and and here you can pretty much decide which form you want to 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 load. And um, so and, and what I did in the router is just to say you know if there is no root, just go to to this form that that have a the predefined and then this normal form on the the edit way, just load the the form QL editor. But um, but these one are a specific component where where inside I just put, you know, the form QL editor. Um, sorry, probably too small. No, no. Yeah, yeah, increase. Yeah, it a little yeah bit. sorry. Yeah, uh, it's better there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um. Yeah, and the other one is is pretty much just loading formql there. Um, so so here is is um, so you pass a form name is the form that you want to load, and then you can pass a list of IDs also if you want to load let's say contacts one two three let's say into into the form. Um, that that's not working right now here, but but it's something that will implement soon. Um, and then the, this is the service that, that you need to implement for for uh, to make it work. At the moment, you know, the get data is just a just an empty empty object. It's like pretty much like a a new contact. 
And then well, what I'm using here is just, you know, in order to be able to play with it, is just storing the information in the local storage. Um, so if you make a change and save them, you can go and see it in your, in your, um, so the, the, the first time is the local storage is empty, then it will load it from, from an API where, where you have the, the JSON, the massive JSON. <laughs> the second time will, will load it from, from the local storage. And, um, and yeah, in my modules here, I'm just, um, loading, a, uh, yeah, this is how, how, I, how I defined it, the provider. Um, and how it gets identified from inside a PhoneQL. And, and yeah, it's, um, and yeah, I've also have these three, these three modules that are the modules from PhoneQL and the, and the material one. So then that the PhoneQL service, is that how we would like load data if we're gonna load data into an edit form, let's say? Yeah, so so this, the service is pretty much you, you can use it as long as you get all of, of the metadata. You, you know, you can use it in in any way. Um, if you if you think it's better to to load it the data from from the server, for instance, of course you can get a, a bit of delay there. But but um, but, but yeah, or you could load it. Or, or, you know, you could you could potentially set up an application to to prepare the forms and 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 create a new online some sort of a, in your dev environment. And then when you move it to, into, into production, maybe you just move that JSON into a specific area. Is just trying to just leave the flexibility to, to use your service in, in any way. I, did, I didn't want it to, to make it you know, dependent on using GraphQL or, or anything like that. It's, it's a, the, the version that I have initially was dependent on GraphQL. And, and I think that that's, that's pretty much that. Well, what I'm trying to avoid is is when when I was trying to do this one is, um, or I had a pro, pro, this problem originally. I was looking for frameworks that do this one, and, and they will always or be very opinionated on the on how you use your 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 um, uh, components. Probably often very happy with that side, <laughs> and uh, or the other side is is uh, you have the full implementation, but then you need to have a Node.js. Um, Server, you know, with with certain schema and and, and all that sort of things, so, but but that that's the idea of the framework and and yeah, and it's, it's gonna you know it's gonna be open source. Um, I'm just hoping that, that people you know go out there and, and and start you know building things or components that that, that can be you know hooked into into it. And that that that's that's pretty much what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot of stuff and it's super impressive. I like it a lot. Um, I, I have a couple questions. So the idea of the, the tool, right, where you craft that form and stuff like that, it feels like it's pretty close to the, the point where somebody could necessarily not have to know that much Angular, but they could rapidly build forms. You know, so you have somebody on a team and like you mentioned, when you have an enterprise that you have a lot of data collection and you're trying to, uh, upgrade from these legacy systems of paper or, or fax or whatever, and you're trying to create these forms rapidly, you could have somebody on your team utilize this tool to craft those forms to mimic your old forms that you had and get started with it and then have somebody else come in there and, and take that from there and do the plumbing into your app. Would, would that be correct? And is that kind of the idea of this, the UI of this form builder? Yeah, that, that, that's correct. That, that's the idea. I think it needs to be someone probably semi-technical, you know, is... Uh, you know, let, let's not forget that, that 
all the configuration that you're entering that it could break the, the form because he's, you know, you, you, your app needs to be tested per form. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you know, uh, save your testing there. But yeah, it, it could be used for someone, someone that, um, there's not that, that technical and, and knows a bit of JavaScript, maybe just to create the conditions and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely doable. So, so you, you could, you could get him, um, you know, especially on, in, in, um, I would say in a, in a company where probably you want to get them developers to do very specific work, very cool work, then they can spend time on that rather than, than configuring forms of like in, in all the frameworks, it would mean just, just, uh, you know, twing, <laughs> fiddling with, with JSON around and uh, putting, copying things around. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. The other neat thing that I see in this uh, is that I could imagine this same sort of code and logic here being something like a, a content management system, right, within Angular, because uh, you're essentially picking these components from a list and putting them in this layout and designing this stuff, right, for forms. But it could also be the same kind of logic and, and code plumbing could be done for just laying out um, different components and stuff within a within making a page layout within an Angular app, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that's that's uh, that's entirely doable. I think it's um, uh, in in that case, for instance, I think it would be probably make more sense to use NGRX and and uh, you know handle the the widget to widget configuration on on that. You know, is yeah, it's it's definitely something that that is it, you you could use the same concept. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, very yeah. It's you could do like. Put it, let people create forms and then put workflow on it and then let them save it and then let people fill them out and then search on the data and then report on the data and create dashboards. And then you would have a whole product. <laughs> well, it's, I, I really, you know, the idea of doing this one is, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is a lot of things inside A in the code that, that can be done better, you know, and, and I don't, I don't even, <laughs> The best to, to the best of my knowledge, you know, and, and that's why what I want to open source it and 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 get ideas and maybe get it to the community and just see if uh, if I can get feedback, you know, and just trying to improve it is 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 um I think it's a is something that I I I, I had a, the frustration of having having to maintain hard coded forms, you know, and and is is a it's a hard job, <laughs> and that's pretty much what. What yeah. I want to do, yeah. That's another great point is that, you know, we're thinking, and at least I'm thinking as I'm watching through this is the building of the initial form, right? But the maintainability of it going forward and the, I got to add a field to it or adjust something around it. Like, what do we got to do in order to do that in our raw code versus something like this, how this could make that expedite that process, right? And potentially make it a lot easier for us to tweak those fields later on as we refactor our forms. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. That's a pretty good point. Very cool. Well, super, super impressive. A lot of work and, and you know, oh, you. putting this out there, sharing it. It's, uh, we're very grateful. Thank you for sure on that. Oh, yeah. Thank, thank you very much for, for having me on the show also and being able to, to show it. Yeah, that's, sure. that's cool. Thank you. All right. Well, why, don't, why don't we get to some picks? Uh, unless we have anything left on here that we want to address really quick or any other questions or we can get to some picks. We good? All right. All right, let's do some picks. Uh, 3.4 RC. 
I guess Austin's going first. <laughs> Let me stop, uh, <laughs> stop presenting here. And Juan, do you want to uh, pop your webcam back on so we can all? Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, um, and then yeah, let's see. Stop presenting, and then I, I had to get that one in before someone stole it. All right, so Austin, what are your picks? TypeScript three point four RC. Okay, and that's it. That's just the one. Yeah, I don't know what it does, but it's a new version of it. <laughs> All right. So so glad you stole that one then. <laughs> I know. I totally have that one queued. Uh, Alyssa, do you have any picks? Yes. So I don't know if you all know this, um, but our host is actually an author of some pretty amazing short stories. Oh, I love that name so much. Short stories? Oh, short stories. And it makes my heart happy, just like that title alone. But I've been enjoying them, and I really think it's worth the purchase. So uh, I'm going to include the link from his Twitter that has the link to buy them. But yes, he is not only an amazing host and developer, but an author. So hats off. Yay, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to go cry now. Somebody want to take over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and of course, I lost my... <laughs> Did you lose? Oh, we, we can still see you and hear you. Maybe. Oh, he doesn't know. Okay, so we're going to keep going with Fix until he has... Okay. <laughs> Uh, Juan, do you have any picks to share with the audience? And if you want me to tweet out also like that Stack Blitz link, you can get that to me after the show and I'll make sure people have that. Okay. Um, yeah, so my pick um, is probably um, something I've been using recently. It's called um, a book. It's called a Refactoring UI. I don't know if you hear about it. And I think I've been uh, reading it and, and it's really good. I think it's, uh would recommend it. I mean, look at that. <laughs> oh, is it the refactoringui.com as well? Oh, yeah, or yeah, that, that, that's that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, um, I think there is a section on forms actually there that and is, by the way, you know, awesome. on top of that form. <laughs> uh, is, uh, um, yeah, that I'm trying to match with, with a form queue. I'm just trying to, to match the, the UIs on that, on that, on that book here. Yeah. Sorry. Very cool. Um, and then do you have places online uh, that people can follow you or find you um, that you're active on? Yeah, so it's, it's, um, I'm not very active in Twitter. I'm, I'm trying to, to become. Um, so it's, it's in uh, at Juan Stopper. That is my name and surname. And uh, I'm for FormQL. Uh, again, you know, I, I, try, I, I created um, a Twitter handle. It's, um, it's uh, at uh, FormQL. Uh, underscore io yeah oh, nice. I, can, okay. I can send it to you if you want yeah so. yeah awesome i did i wish i would have known i'll make sure and tweet it out in the reply tweet All i right. didn't know that formql had a twitter handle are you back with us justin i think i'm back can you hear me yeah we actually never lost you you just lost us so we got to see your mad scramble it, was, kind of, <laughs> it was very entertaining awesome uh, <laughs> yeah my video just cut out on my monitor yeah it's been a, it's been a day i don't know it starts raining <laughs> one one moment in california and then everything falls apart i don't know <laughs> oh awesome well i think juan unless you have any other final things we can wrap up uh no i think that, that's that's pretty much it thank you Awesome.
Well, Juan, thanks a lot for sharing your time coming on and, and sharing the stuff that you built, as well as thank you for right. the stuff that you're building. Really appreciate right. it. And thank you for your time. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, everyone. Yeah. That's a wrap. Have a good one. We'll thank catch you. you next episode. Okay. Later. All right.